Welcome to the Heaven's Devils podcast, a Forest Green Rovers podcast by two millennial Americans who don't really know what they're talking about. My name is Nathan. This is Sean. Heaven's Devils podcast. We're going to help football at all levels and position it in its rightful place in the world. Football is the only <laughs> global sport in the world with over 4 billion followers. And as two podcasters, our duty is to satisfy the fans' demands. <laughs> Let's go. Is that a statement from the Super League? That was, yeah, that was the president <laughs> of Real Madrid, Florentino Perez. Uh, yeah. But just, it's weird how it's, it eerily echoes our mission statement when before our very first pod recording, we said the exact same thing. <laughs> we did. We did. That was part of our manifesto. Find me somewhere out in London, you know that's the hideaway. How are we feeling? Super League is dead, it looks like, Shimmy. Super League is dead. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. What a, what a wild 24 hours. What a wild man. week. <laughs> what a wild week, Shimmy. I feel like the last week in FGR slash English football has been like a year. It's been crazy. Like the first Mark Cooper sacked... Now this, I don't know, man. Everything's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. crazy I got to be real with you. I didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night. So that's why uh, instead of a beer, I'm drinking uh, some Stumptown cold brew. Let's go. Wit made with Oatly. Let's go. Let's go. Shout out to Oatly, our partner, not sponsor, our partner, as you're going to hear today, with our man, uh, Henry Hammer and Hank, Mr. Suits Stalin. Baby, yeah, so nap boy, little nap boy. you take a nap today, Shimmy? Uh, I did not take one today. I actually had to run a quick errand in the afternoon, so that's why I need I need it. I need a little Damn good coffee. Need that coffee. Need that I'm coffee, hot. Shimmy. So I don't know, anything you want to say? I mean, now the Super League seems like it's dead, so probably not much to say. Yeah, I, I get it, but I think there are a lot of deeper issues. And I think, you know, like with most things... Bam, you're like, you got mm-hmm. the good guy, you got the bad guy. You want to be on the winning side. You want to be on the right side of history. But yeah. it's yeah. a little more complicated than that, I think. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of bad guys here. <laughs> I don't know if there's any good guys. I don't know if there's any good guys. Other than uh, the Forest Green Rovers. Uh... Other than the Forest Green Rovers. Other than the Forest Green Rovers. But yeah, the, the big six are definitely not the good guys. The U- UEFA is definitely not the good guy. FIFA is definitely not the good guy. So, and it's cool. It's cool to see some of the players, and I think Jordan Henderson from yeah. Liverpool came out in solidarity. He was yeah. very like, no equivocating, no like hedging words. He just came out and said mm-hmm. it. We're with the supporters. We're against this. Um, yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, you know my <laughs> my other club, Arsenal, uh, they're just deactivating their Twitter accounts. <laughs> so <laughs> and, you know, uh, kind of a little ashamed to be. Uh, I think I echo what a lot of people are saying. A little ashamed to be identified as an Arsenal fan. Uh, the yeah. past 24 hours but interesting stuff man interesting stuff. it's been a while yeah wild wild week well anyway first and foremost well i guess not first and foremost because we already passed the first and foremost stage but welcome to the new fans we got so many new fans shimmy i think of forest green rovers uh based on what we saw on social media so if you are new welcome to the forest green rovers welcome to the lower leagues you are gonna love it here it is it's so fun i mean you know, forget, we don't even know who's going to win League, League 2 at this point. That's not the case in the domestic leagues. Everyone knows in all the, you know, the top tier domestic leagues who's going to win. Gonna win. You know we, we have no idea. Yeah, you know in What's January that? Gonna win. In the- yeah, ex- 
Exactly. We have no idea, and there's only four matches left. It's crazy. Uh, there's only two weeks left. We have no idea who's going to win. Maybe three weeks left. Anyway, we, have, <laughs> we don't even know who's going to be promoted. It's so exciting. There's nothing like League 2, League 1, and the championship. Um, just the com It's just there's so much competition, so much drama. Um, so welcome. You're going to love it. Uh, FGR is awesome. Uh, when you support Forest Green Rovers, you're supporting a, a club that actually cares about its fans, that cares about its community, that stands for something bigger than just making money. So, screw the big club, screw the Super League, up the Rovers, Shimmy. Up the vegan Rovers, man. We are FGR. You love it. Gotta love it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Gotta love it, nap man, even though you didn't take a nap today. <laughs> yeah! So on this episode, uh, we are going to, of course, talk about the latest matches against Exeter City today on Tuesday and the Saturday match against Scunthorpe. This new era, the Jimmy Ball era, Jimmy Ball season is here. Uh, the new era without Mark Cooper. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the, the, the last couple of matches. We'll talk a little bit about the future. Um, we're gonna do Fashion Police. We're gonna bring back Fashion Police. We're gonna knock out the rest of the the rest of the teams. We're gonna do the last five, and then we have on a very special guest, the CEO of the Four Screen Rovers, Henry Hammer and Hank Suits Stalen. We just gave him all those nicknames just now. He doesn't know that we just called him that. Uh, but we got Henry Stalens on, outstanding guy, um, outstanding CEO. Um, unfortunately, though, we we had this chat before all this crazy stuff happened. So I would have loved like bad timing, Shimmy. Yeah, what a week! What a week! What a week! Would have loved to we get that uh, this. football CEO perspective on all this stuff. I know, yeah. Oh my god. So we recorded this like first of all, we recorded it right before Mark Cooper got sacked. So we didn't even, we couldn't even ask him about that. And then now boom, you know, Super League chaos, football is dead, whatever. And then it'd be, it'd be so good to talk to him about this stuff. Unfortunately, all this crazy stuff happened right after we literally like hours after we interviewed uh, him. Well, the, the, the Cooper stuff. Anyway, so uh, bad timing, but awesome guy. Awesome guy. A great interview. We, we find out all about the club finances, actually, where we sit. Uh, I know this is a really um, something that, that I see a lot of fans asking or talking about. Is like, where are we in terms of like the other League Two teams? Where do we stand financially? Um, what's our you know wage wage bill relative to other League Two teams? Uh, so Henry answers all that stuff and more. He was very candid, very open. It was awesome, awesome. And uh, you know you you leave you leave the conversation feeling like we're in very very capable hands. Um, so awesome, awesome guy, awesome chat. Uh, and then yeah, uh, I guess what I said what, what everything we're gonna do. So anyway, Shimmy, let's get into it. Let's talk some soccer real quick. Some football. Football, Simple, Shimmy. Simple, ordinary, unembellished, unmistakable, crystal clear, as frank as Frankenstein, as blunt as an atom bomb. One compound word. It's football. Saturday, a massive result under brand new manager. Jimmy Ball here. Jimmy Ball here. I cannot. I'll put in Ollie Ball. Jimmy Ball here. I can't do it. Anyway. Jimmy Ball, who was soaring in his first match, and just a fun, exciting, energetic 3-2 
comeback victory against Scunthorpe to break the four-game losing streak. The match was so fun. Even when we were down 2-1, I just, it just, I just felt good. Like I felt I had, I had this feeling, this confidence. Like doesn't matter. We're coming back. We're gonna turn this around, uh, and and we did. And I, just such a great, impressive performance. When we were down 2-1, nobody dropped their heads. Nobody doubted themselves. And it was just such a refreshing uh, sight to see, Shimmy. Um, and then, of course, the draw tonight, Tuesday night at the New Lawn. Two post hits by Aaron Hubbard as a Collins and Iron Maiden. Jaden Richardson, uh, two post hits, Shimmy, but no goals. Sees us remain in sixth place. Four points above Exeter and Salford who are threatening playoff position. Exeter, of course, we played tonight. Um, so what do you make of these of these first two matches with no Mark Cooper, Shimmy? Okay, no Cooper, no problem in the first match back. You know, uh, we got that new manager bounce, I think. Like you said, um, just the energy was different. Even when we went down, you know, we still have our foibles. We have our defensive mistakes. We concede bad goals at times, but we never dropped. Not today, though. Not today, not today. So clean sheet, love. Uh, clean sheet, baby. Clean sheet there. He, uh, you know, yeah. had those nice sticky hands. I call him Sticky Hands McGee. Um, sticky and not just because McGee. he loves cinnamon rolls. But. Sticky fingers! But yeah, no, just, uh, it was. it's great to see. Like, there is a new spirit there. I, I remember towards the end of the Cooper era, if we would go down in a match or it would be the second half, it seemed like we were a little bit uninspired or just not quite sure what to do, you know? Even though I know the grit and determination was there, it just seemed like we were kind of out of ideas or a little bit lost. But it seems like, you know, Jimmy Ball's come in. Uh, we, we're not playing exactly the way we played under Cooper, so we're a little bit different, but I like this more direct way of playing. I like us getting on goal, trying to get, you know, our XG up, trying to, you know, taking shots, getting near misses. I wish I wish we had some that went in, but uh, just really awesome to see. Jimmy Ball season has arrived, baby. I agree, man. Oh my God, those two shots oh, that hit the post. So close, Jimmy, so close. I screamed. My, my wife actually didn't know that I was watching the game at first. And she heard me screaming from the other room, and she's like, she she like came out, and was like, everything okay? I was like, I was yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's four screen rovers, baby. It's uh, Aaron Collins hitting the post, baby. Um, but man, yeah, we're playing so much, you know, we're playing free football, Shimmy. We're playing direct. Boys are playing football. They're having fun, Shimmy. You can see it. And, and I gotta say, it's just so fun to watch. Um, and I think it's gonna make these last four matches so much more exciting, so much more enjoyable. Um, and on that note, Shimmy, we got Crawley Town next. Decent side. Probably going to finish just outside the playoffs. After that, we got Barrow. Not a great team. Um, probably going to, I guess they are going to escape uh, relegation, but they're right down there at the bottom. Then a massive match against rivals Tranmere. Shimmy, <coughs> I got to say, I don't like Tranmere, Shimmy. That's the oh only God. team in League <laughs> 2 that I got beef with, and I don't know why I don't like them, but... I mean, I know that, like most Four Screen Rovers fans don't, but you know we as like American outsiders feel like you know we don't have that rival. I don't know, but I just don't like them. I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. I can't. We're gonna crush them, Shimmy. Uh, wow. All right. The animus is coming out. Yeah. You know, uh, there That's is history right. there. Like we kind of have gone up at their expense. We've had some big matches together. Down with Tranmere, man. We're gonna crush them. And then anyway, we close it out. Close out the season against mid-table Oldham. Ah, uh, Shimmy exciting matches to come the beautiful thing here is we control our own destiny shimmy 
to make the playoffs we don't have to rely on anybody else only ourselves if we just take care of business these last four matches we're in the playoffs shimmy and let me tell you the playoffs are so fun i've experienced multiple times in the championship uh, nothing like the playoffs so i'm hoping we can uh we can hang on to a top seven spot make the playoffs shimmy same yeah you know the season is just kind of poised in that way right um and like like you said from what i've seen the past two games i feel like with the lads the spirit is back like they're ready to make that yes, push yes. and i just yeah want us to go grab the season by the scruff of the neck and you know solidify our playoff spot let's do it shimmy let's do it let's get in the playoffs baby oh my god playoffs would be so fun uh so shimmy let's go to fashion police nails hair hips heels face done lips real purse full big bills let's yes, go to fashion police baby deal. uh we're gonna do we've been all over the place with this we probably missed like half the teams in the whatever. league whatever we're just gonna, we're just gonna, knock, gonna knock, it knock it out do our top five here today shimmy are you ready to roll let's go let's yeah, go let's go here we go let's just do our, our top five fashion police let's wrap this up top five kits in league two we rank them all until we rank them all except we didn't actually rank them all we rank like the bottom like four or five then we did like a random ten and nine <laughs> and now we're gonna just <laughs> do the top, the top five. five whatever yeah. let's get, let's get done with the segment not our, not our strong suit. <laughs> that's right not our strong suit uh here we go top five uh let's put on our cop voices i'm deputy nate this is uh deputy sean I'm going to be a Louisiana deputy. I thought he was a desk officer. Cajun accent. All right, uh, Deputy uh, Deputy Nate, Deputy Shum. Here we go. Reporting for duty. Fashion infractions. Here we go. <clears throat> At number five, I got Cambridge United. Don't love the weak stripes, Shimmy, but I love the colors. Gold and black, baby. What do you, uh, What's your number five? Or should I just do my five and then you go do your five? What do you think, Deputy Shum? Uh, well, uh, well let, let's alternate there. We're going to alternate there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my number Oh, my five, God. Shout out to Ray, Ray, my friend who's actually a Cajun. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's a listener. Uh, apologies, Ray. You can feel free to suck me in the stomach if, if we ever meet in person <laughs> for this terrible accent I'm going to do. My, my number five. Salford City. Salford City? Salford City. <laughs> Salford City. What do you like about Salford City? Oh, I like Salford, <laughs> Salford City. It, it's mostly for uh, uh, for the brand. I, I, when I was a kid, I used to love Kappa. The brand Kappa, that Italian brand. The Italians, yeah. You know, just like down in New Orleans, they love Louis Prima. Yeah. I love... Ray Marie, Ray Marie. It's our anyway. soulful city. All right, all right. <laughs> number, f <laughs> number, f <laughs> number four for me. Welcome, <laughs> the shrimps. I love the black socks, Jimmy. Red kit, white uh, shorts, black socks. As they say, as they say in the UK, that's a real smart look. Smart. Look, real what smart. My, so my number four, as we love saying on the bayou, is Walsall. <laughs> Walsall? Walsall. What do you like about Walsall? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I like right here about Walsall. <laughs> is, <laughs> is I love their Christmas two-tone colors. Yeah, just like we love Christmas down there on the bayou. 
we love the two-tone Christmas colors. And so it reminds me of uh, in honor of one of our keepers, right? Uh, our boy Lewis, right? I also think it's a bit of a Welsh, a Welsh look as well. I think it's sort of Welsh colors. So yeah. Welsh saw number four for me. Well, speaking of Lewis Thomas and also Jamma and Aaron Collins, but anyway, speaking of Lewis Thomas, I'm going to go with a Welsh team. Yeah, do a Welsh accent, don't you know? No. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was Wisconsin. Whatever. Newport. Newport, Shimmy. Newport's my number three. I love the colors, Shimmy. I love the little design on the sleeves. Newport for me. The old Ironsides themselves. Newport, baby. What's your number three? My number three is Scumfolk United. And let me tell you why. What? <laughs> tell me why, Shimmy. I just love the claret and the blue. That reminds <laughs> me of English football. Just perfect. You know, That's true. You have Nelson West Ham, Screams. you have Aston Villa. Amen. And then at League Two, you have it represented by Scunthorpe. And the 1970s Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> exactly. A vintage team. All right, we'll finish the last two next time. This is not. Girl, I don't dance, I work. I don't play, I slay. <laughs> All right, uh, it's, probably, it's probably a good thing that this segment is now over. <laughs> I, I don't know if we can go lower than that. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. So we were going to do, uh, is this a real X-Force Green Rovers player, or did this person sign the Declaration of Independence? I think we'll save that one for next week. Um, also, Shimmy, we got to bring back uh, Kip. I've been hearing some messages. I got some messages on social media. The people want Kip back, so we'll see if we can hire yeah. Kip yeah. to you know, cover a game for us next week. Yeah, we had to him for a little bit. His prices were a little too high. He was uh, he was demanding too much. He threatened to break away and form his own Forest Green Rovers podcast <laughs> of one. <laughs> but, you know, it's, so we're negotiating. All right, so next, Henry, an outstanding conversation with Forest Green Rovers CEO, the youngest CEO, the greenest CEO in football Henry Stalens. Uh, as we mentioned at the top, unfortunately, we recorded this like right before all the crazy news happened because it would have been so fascinating to get his take on on everything. Um, but nonetheless, it's an outstanding chat. We talk about all kinds of stuff, money, the future, uh, his teddy bear. We, we go all over the place. So really fun chat. Take it away, us and Henry. We welcome to the pod enemy number one of made.com, an English furniture store known for their customer service. The man who always officially does not condone, but kind of condones the heroic football fans who illegally watch matches from atop rooftops and trees. The youngest CEO in all of football, according to the internet, a self-made entrepreneur from Gloucestershire. He's playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. The CEO of the greenest club in the world, Forest Green Rovers. Welcome to the pod, Henry Stalen. Welcome, Henry. Hey guys, how you doing? Great. It's it's a pleasure to meet you. So happy to have you on. Um, first question here, Henry. What's your beef with Made.com? Uh, I saw that I saw that on Twitter. Do you need Shaman to go after them? You you say the word, we'll, we'll get the Green Army on them. Yeah, good luck with it. Um, like, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like, I'm the most chilled out person in the world, but the one thing that annoys me is, is bad customer service. And um, yeah, I didn't know I must have been in a bad mood the other night. And um, I'd ordered a wardrobe off them. It didn't turn up but then i couldn't get hold of them and yeah it just one thing spiraled into another and literally the only way that i could get hold of them was twitter and it works so um, yeah i did yeah I, I won't be doing it again for a long time hopefully 
<laughs> so yeah. we said we're having Henry on, and I was like, oh, Henry's always got a blazer on. We got to get a blazer on. So yeah. And so starting with Don Bernard, we started doing this thing where we like, I don't know, we try to do something from our guests. So with, with Dom, what do we do? I already forgot. We wore, uh, we wore like oh, the Hawaiian open shirts. button Hawaiian yeah. shirts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, and then, he's, uh, he's super trendy. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then with Dom, with Dom, no, sorry, not with Dom, with Dan Sweeney, we, we got these wigs. You know how Dan has like the slick back black hair? So we got these like slick back black wigs. <laughs> so we tried to do ridiculous. something. And then I was like, oh, Henry always wears a blazer. Let's go get a blazer real quick. So we ran and got one. So I, I, I missed the memo. Split second you, look, decision. You, look, you look good. You look good. Thank you. Thank you. This is the best we've ever looked on a pod. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so we, we like, like to channel our guests. So. That's right. <laughs> oh my God. So we're going to begin with a game here, uh, Henry, as we always do. So we actually started, we debuted this game last week with Dan Sweeney. thought it was fun. It's called Interrogate. Fast questions, fast answers. It's like interrogate, but with my name, Interrogate. So it works like this. I ask you rapid fire questions. Your job is to answer as quickly as possible. doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. All that matters is the speed at which you answer. All right, ready? Henry, here we go. How many ducks live in Gloucestershire? 240. Who's <laughs> who's 16th in League One? Oldham. What? Oldham. All right. What 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 is Club Secretary James Mooney doing right now? Right this second. Uh, watching some murder doc. Oh. Who is Winston? Uh, my teddy bear. Let's go. I can't um, believe I just said that. <laughs> what do you guys put? Why do you guys put so many U letters in words in the UK? Smarter. My favorite honor. Smarter. All right, Fredo. What is this? Smarter. What does Dale Vince call Elon Musk? Oh. <laughs> uh, probably can't repeat that. Um, uh, next one. All right. Well, uh, worst for Screen Rover sponsor. No, I'm just kidding. Don't answer that one. Don't, don't answer that one. Uh, here we go. Favorite curse word. Come on. Hey, Henry. It's a family pod. Family we got to edit that out now. Come on, Henry. All right, here we go. Name a song. That reminds you of Noah Darty. Uh, rock set must have been love. No idea why. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, uh, who are you most often mistaken for? Uh, I was once mistaken for Dale's son. All right, last question. <laughs> Bonus question. Fast and correct. Raise hell. Praise Mel. Oh, God, no idea. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the last question. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> it's raise hell. Praise Dale. <laughs> praise hell, praise Dale. You missed the you missed the bonus question, but that's all right. <laughs> Let's that's go. Why you get, yeah, that's why you get paid the big bucks, Henry. And just like Roxette, we know for interrogate it must have been love, but don't worry, it's over now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Shimmy, hit him with some actual actual legitimate questions. <laughs> okay, so uh, now that we've built up so much credibility with you with there, Henry, <laughs> uh, let's get to the real questions, right? So can you uh, tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming CEO of FGR? Long story short, I left school at 16. Um, I had the distinct honor of getting expelled from two schools in three months. Um, let's go. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't a brilliant time. And then I started my first company in my early 20s. I sold that when I was 25. I then um, went into another company, which I co-owned, and I sold that at 29. Um, and then I just didn't know what I wanted to do next. People were saying, you know, you just take some time off. And I just, my mind doesn't work that way. So um, I bought, yeah, I went around buying a lot of furniture that I didn't need, bedside tables, like lamps, <laughs> like just like min you know, mooching around shops. And then um, I saw that... Um, Forest Green were 
uh, basically without a CEO. Um, Helen Taylor, who was there before me, had stepped down. Um, we still work closely together today. She's involved in the trust. She's a great woman. Um, so I just thought, right, I either need to start another company um, or I need to find something that motivates me. But I'd never been employed by, at that point. So I literally guessed Dale Vince's email address. Never met him before. Um, <laughs> wow, I think a lot of people great. do. It's, it's not. It's not very incognito. It's pretty straightforward. Um, and yeah. I just emailed him and said that you've got this amazing brand. Um, but I, here's what I you know, promise you that I can do with it. Here's my backstory, etc. And obviously, something in that um, worked for him. We met. We got on. Um, I then went away for a few days uh, to Portugal to sort of get my head together about what I wanted to do. And then met him again. And um, yeah, we just sat down and he offered me the role and said. Basically, here's a laptop and the phone. Get on with it, which is which is perfect. Which is perfect for me. Um, so yeah, that was two and, a half, two and a half years ago. That is crazy uh, and so cool yeah. and so like fitting, I guess, of this club that's so unique already. Like, you just guessed his email, which, like you said, it's very easy to guess emails these days. It's either first name, last name, him? at. <laughs> we actually have. Well, we should. We should start emailing him, uh, Shimmy. Yeah. Come email yeah. friends with Dale. But no, it's just yeah, first name, last name at. at domain or maybe like first initial last name there's very few common you know <laughs> yeah, variations of the combination you got yeah, one, exactly. in, one in three chance exactly <laughs> why, why'd you get why did why did you get kicked out of school um that's not going on this all right it's the same reason twice basically i'm not very good at learning from mistakes and i wasn't very good with i wasn't very good with authority and yeah those two things sort of came together and uh, here i am well, hey, maybe because you're natural to be in that position of authority, you know, and it's really interesting to hear that story because we hear so many echoes of our interview with Dale about, you know, his, yeah. his time in school and how his natural curiosity and his, you know, drive to naturally work and be busy and be intellectually engaged with something drove him to his success. And it seems like the same with you. We just, we, that, that's drawn us to the club too, you know, it's kind that's of got cool. this sort of maverick entrepreneurial streak that we love. Yeah. Um, no, sorry, I was going to say, yeah, I think, um, I think that's the one thing me and Dale um, definitely hit off on straight away, but he, he's obviously very different. In fact, he knew, I think, from an early age, um, you know, his bigger his bigger purpose, and um, whereas I was just a, a, a stupid kid who, who thought, he was, <laughs> thought he was smarter than the teachers and didn't want to be at school, and I didn't figure myself <laughs> out until I was like 23, 24. Um, so, yeah, I wish my story was probably as, as sort of... Um, uh, romantic as Dale's, but it's not. But yeah, it's got it's got that similar sort of vibe to it. Yeah, absolutely, and smart move. No one can break down and question your resume if you don't have one. So I uh, <laughs> salute, salute to you on that one. Um, smart move. I wish I would have thought of that myself. But um, um, so maybe a bit about um, your uh, relationship with football, Henry. Uh, is it true that you played for the FGR <clears throat> under 18s at one point? Yeah, I did. It was it was before Dale's times. So I think it would have been like 2006, 2007. Um, it was nothing like it is now. Like I think they were uh, national league, but they were training at a place called Plot Court, which is um, just like a public park. Um, and we had uh, the legendary Jack Russell, the wicketkeeper, as our goalkeeper coach for the first team. Um, so I was in the 18s, but I spent some time training with the first team um, towards my end, um, sort of the end of that. And then, um, yeah. Uh, it's weird. I remember playing. I, I had a nightmare game. Probably why I didn't get offered a deal. I played for. <laughs> it was either the 18s or the, or the reserves or something. But I can't remember whether it was at the Lawn or the New Lawn because it was exactly 2006, 2007. 
Um, I just remember I had a, 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 an awful game. Um, I just remember staring up at the lights thinking, fuck me, this has gone wrong. <laughs> um, and yeah, that, that was the end of my Forest Green journey until, what, like 12, 13 years later. Um, we, you know, we know that part of England is maybe more of a rugby region of the country, but was FGR your team growing up or who did you support as a young footballer? Young I, was, I was a Liverpool fan, I don't know why. Like, um, I remember growing up, I had the candy kit. Um, it was a oh, sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what Candy do or if they're still going, but um, and I think it was Crown Paints as well, it was like Ian Rush, John Barnes, McManaman, and all that. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, then I um, so I supported them like avidly, and then I, when I joined Forest Green, I realised it's absolutely impossible to support two teams. Um, like it's like having two wives and trying to treat them both the same. Like not not that I know that, but, um, <laughs> but, but it's that concept. Like. You, yeah, I'm so passionate about Forest Green and us doing well that now I just follow Liverpool and um, yeah, so that's, that's sort of how it happened. Nice. I gotta say, it's kind of the nice. same with me. I, I was always a Fulham fan before, before like finding Forest Green. And then this season, man, like I've been, yeah, I, I'm fully in. I'm all in on Forest Green Rovers. And like you said, I can't, <laughs> like I don't watch even half of the Fulham matches anymore. I like try to keep up, but yeah, you can't you can't do both. There's not enough time to no, do both. Good. So now I'm all in on Forest Green. Supporting Forest Green is exhausting, right? Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. yeah. yeah in recent weeks it's felt that way a little bit, but we're still happy to do it. Yeah. We're still excited. Um, but let's move a little bit now to what you think about our club as an organization. So what's your assessment of our club's performance off the pitch as a football club? What are our current weaknesses and our current strengths? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I think the, the way that I break it down is, and like I think it's probably the simplest way. If you look at the club, there's four profit centres away from the football side. So you've got uh, match day, which is ticketing, hospitality, food, drink, etc. You've got retail, which is obviously clothing. Um, you've got events. Um, so basically, how can we use a stadium on, like you know, in the sort of 13 days between matches? And then you've got partnerships. So that's sponsorship. But um, anyone that knows me knows that I ban the word sponsorship. So we call it partnerships, uh, which is stupid because I have to explain myself and use the word sponsorship every time I talk about it. Um, <laughs> but, um, the, yeah, so partnerships, we've grown by three times in the last uh, two years. Retail's grown by, I think, four times. Um, I'd say match day, match day and events are the two. Um, match day is our biggest income stream, but it's really it's really hard to like get down to like the, the sort of macro numbers. So we're working a lot on that. Um, about where we make profit, how we can improve spend per head, how we can get more people through the doors, how we can increase loyalty, like all, all the sort of stuff that maybe people uh, find boring, but I find really interesting. And um, yeah, so I'd say the strength to be partnerships and retail. Um, the match day experience is really good, but it can always be better. And we've got some really cool plans on that. Um, and then events, as soon as we're allowed to start hosting them again, we're going to push those really hard. What, what proportion of like, what, what proportion? Sorry, stupid sirens. What proportion of our revenue? <laughs> oh my, you, 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 you'll on? never hear. You'll never hear them in Bath. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I just want to ask about the revenue. What's like the split between the match day revenue, the sponsors, the streams, the merchandise? Like, where do we get most <clears> of our uh, match day? Match day is one seventh uh, or so of okay. the entire club turnover, and that includes uh, player sales. That includes. Uh, income from the league, TV monies, that kind of stuff. Um, sponsorship is about half of the match day revenue. Um, but sorry, partnerships, I've done it myself. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I think like, the, way the way I've always looked at partnerships is like that we are the only, like, 
legit place for you know, forward-thinking green brands yeah. Um, yeah. To, to try and partner with us. We get a lot of brands who want to greenwash and try and partner with us, and we, we right. find them out pretty quickly, and we turn them away politely. Um, but yeah, my, my thought has always been, can we make partnerships cover the cost of all staff salaries? And that's where we're at now. So that's why uh-huh. we do well in things like the pandemic, because we know they're already set. That's cool. With that stability, um, is our player budget um, kind of commensurate with other clubs in League Two? Are we like, do we have a competitive edge? Um, or is it like one of these things where we really need to have promotion and there are like bigger implications tied with going up the football pyramid? Um, obviously, we want to get promoted. Um, uh, you know, whenever whenever that we can make that happen, um, hopefully this season, but if not, we'll go again next season. Um, in terms of where we sit, I'd probably say we're middle in terms of our income. Um, in the league, you've got massive clubs like Bolton and Bradford. And, you mm-hmm. know, they've got ten to 15,000 season ticket holders. We've got 800. Um, yeah. just, just because of our locality. I, I always joke with people that we're actually bigger overseas than we are um, you know, <laughs> locally. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, we've got a really loyal fan base locally. We're growing internationally. Um, in terms of our playing budget, we're probably yeah middle these days we, we've reduced that over the years um because we you know we're big on financial sustainability now so everything's going in the right way um and yeah we'll see where we land very cool and yeah like we always are drawn to this kind of rocky sort of underdog image we have of the club too like yeah mm-hmm. that small club in the village of nailsworth um so we we're curious uh we we heard of the big sales of carl winchester and liam kitching um a couple of months ago at the transfer deadline um will will their funds be used to build out the squad there's a uh, there was a salary cap um uh, in in this year which was a really good thing actually it came out of the back of the pandemic and was saying how are we going to be financially sustainable uh, as a as a league and individually as clubs so there was a salary cap in our league of uh, 1.5 million um and you know that's for that's for everyone by the way that's not for for, for one player um and uh so this season we wouldn't have been able to reinvest that money anyway um mm-hmm. oh, okay. but there's been a legal overturn on that uh, salary cap now so we don't actually know what's happening next season before this um before this podcast uh, recording this I sat on an EFL call for two hours, um, and you know, with, there's discussions ongoing about how we get to a point of right. We need some kind of financial sustainability, but if we're not allowed to have a salary cap, what does that look like? So I think uh, things there'll be something in place by next season, and yeah, and if we can reinvest that money, of course we will. Nice. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. You say that because it, it will answer a lot of questions for some fans because I know some fans were were upset that like you know we sold these big players, we got all this money now. You know, there was some frustration anyway about how we got all this money from Liam Kitching from Carl Winchester, and it didn't seem like we we put that money to work right away back into the market. But it sounds like even if we wanted to, we couldn't. We were we were kind of hamstrung by the salary cap and financial regulations. Yeah, it, it, it did, like the salary cap was great, um, but it was thrown together pretty quickly in the summer mm-hmm. last year. Um, and we've you know we've lobbied um, Rich, myself, and Dale for. Like if you get football fortune, which is selling a player or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you should be able to reinvest that. Um, yeah. Like, but then bigger clubs like Bradford and Bolton would say, well, why are they under a salary cap when they have 15,000 fans and and Forest Green have two and a half thousand? Mm. So like it didn't quite work, but what it has done for all its um, sort of like like issues, it's got it's got every club through the pandemic um, mm-hmm. within in League Two. So 
nice. it'll be refined next season it'll be improved but yeah if we can reinvest it of course we will our <laughs> audit is officially done we had the blazers on so don't worry about that <laughs> <laughs> so uh what else about fgr academy so so what is it when did it start i mean i guess i guess maybe you were part of it i guess um what are, what are the goals with it? And also, do you know that there's a player on the team named Yago? Or is it Jago? I don't know how to pronounce it. It's neither of those, but... Um, <laughs> what, how do you pronounce <laughs> just, it? <laughs> do you want to try again? One more. Jago? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Jago, wow. Is that like a, is that like a common name? I've never heard that name in my I life. I, I don't think so. I, I haven't heard it either, but it's a cool name. I, um, I love yeah, it, yes. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a brand, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I mean, the Academy falls under Rich um, because it's a performance thing. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously then we've got Hannah, um, who's head of Academy, who's amazing. Um, me, Rich and James Mooney sat in on an interview um, for Hannah maybe two years ago now. Um, and she just stood out as like a phenomenal candidate. Um, and yeah, since, since she's been in, the Academy's really gone from strength to strength. That We've been getting players into the first team. Um, it's got a really good sort of spirit about it. Um, so yeah, the, the academy is a big part of what we do. Um, it's about 150 kids from I think six or seven up to 18. Um, where Hannah's been really passionate about starting a women's academy as well, um, yeah. so a girls' academy. So that that's I think that started now as well. So yeah, it's a really positive thing. That's awesome. Is Hannah? She's got to be one of the few female coaches of a male academy, I would guess, right? And I think she was. I don't know if she's the only one now, but she was the first. Wow, um, that's awesome. Yeah, so cool. and Forrest Green had a thing of that, and it's, it's, it's Dale's thing, I guess, because Dale's done it with everything else in his life. Like we yeah. find a fir- we find a first in everything. So either the youngest CEO, yeah. or, you know, the first electric car, or the first windmill, or you know, yeah. the, the only female academy coach. That's awesome. Uh, all right, so uh, we didn't even plan to ask these stupid sirens, man. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I don't know if my house is on fire. Um, I wonder, do you, do you ever get a hard time from other clubs about the vegan stuff? It's died down a bit. I mean, like yeah. me, me and Dale say, like now when we go to clubs and, and I'll specifically like put it on social media when a club is so like you know like gracious in the fact that they will put out vegan milk or they'll do a vegan buffet for the, us all that kind of stuff. Um, but there have been times in the past where I've been to clubs and I won't mention them, and they've <laughs> like their their intentions were completely right and they've tried doing vegan cooking. And it's been, fucking awful um, <laughs> but, but in, in general now like yes the, the food they produce or even if they just put like oatly milk with them let's go yeah even if they just put that out like it's a small gesture but it means a lot to us yeah that's awesome so what, what's the best away food where's the best place that you've had <sighs> probably the best hospitality in terms of like, that i can remember is probably mansfield um like it's just yeah they're yeah this is like they're, they're the ones that flew jilly cooper up on a helicopter um, to Mansfield, <laughs> and then didn't figure out how to get her back. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> okay. wait, what? I don't know the story. The, this we is know the about novelist? the famous Jilly Cooper. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. talking about the not the uh, the adult. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so wait, yeah, what? Jilly's a big, yeah, I mean, Jilly's a big fan of Forest Green, and we, you know, I'd, I'd consider her a friend now. Like she's probably like the most famous person that I'm friends with, um, or the only famous person apart from, <laughs> apart from Dale. Um, <laughs> although he wouldn't say we're friends, so probably just Jilly. And um, <laughs> we, yeah, I, th- I think um, Mansfield met her at a game before I joined at Forest Green and really got on with her and, you know, obviously love her work and she's a great woman, like an amazing woman. Um, so, so next time we played them away, they flew her up on the helicopter. They sent the helicopter down to Nailsworth or wherever Jilly lives busily uh, to pick up Jilly and take her to Mansfield and she arrived in the car park and all the fans are there. 
and Jilly's sort of going out. And then, um, but yeah, they didn't. I don't think they planned on how to get her back home. So I think she okay. ends up. Going, I think she ends up going in the back of a car. Um, of like, <laughs> what, like well, it might have been Ash. I don't know who it was. Yeah, it was bit, oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, That's yeah, awesome. she, she, yeah, she's a big fan of Forest Green and uh, she stays in touch all the time. And yeah, I know she's excited to come to a game again. I love it. Yeah, well, I love who it. knows? Maybe there'll be a, there'll be an Ash Loveridge type character in her next novel that may have been the, in, the fount of inspiration for her. <laughs> I love that. Ash, be, Lo- yeah. Ash Loveridge. He needs to make an appearance in a Jilly Cooper novel. So, do you work with other clubs to kind of show them the path to sustainability? Uh, we we spoke with Tom Ross and actually the chief sustainability officer from Hanwell Town about how they've kind of adopted the FGR model. So we're just wondering, like. Have you done that? Do you plan to do it? Is it like part of the strategy to like help actively help other clubs become more sustainable? Yeah, I think there's two there's two sort of steps to it. So the first thing is we get approaches all the time about, you know, it could be a sports club, it could be an association, it could be a completely different kind of sport. So we did a lot of work uh, with tennis and rugby and stuff like that, uh, cricket. Um, and yeah, we, we're completely open. Like one of the things I love about the club is we've never like, Dale's not preachy at all. Like. This is just how you can run a business. It's an alternative way to do it. It's the right way to do it. People can take or take from it or what they want. And yeah, we probably get maybe two or three approaches a week that that we'll have a chat with or whatever, and we'll give them as much info as we can. Um, longer term, it is something we want to do as like a, I guess, like a consultancy type thing where we can spend more time mm. um, going into their clubs, helping them measure carbon footprint, offsetting it, um, reducing plastic, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, at the moment we just do it because it's the right thing to do and we deal with every single approach individually but longer term yeah we'll probably be a bit more proactive about it that's cool that's very cool um so let's move on to the stadium oh i got a cat what's up cat why are you all over me uh let's move on to the stadium what's the name that's curie i got two 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 cats they're sisters rescue cats from brooklyn little brooklyn hipster girls nice curie and moana (laughs) i don't know where moana is moana's probably with my wife she's uh she's a mama's girl this one's uh, daddy's girl. <laughs> they're very, they're very interesting, very unique personalities. It's fun. I never had a pet, and then we rescued these two about a year ago, like right before the pandemic hit, and it was like perfect timing because then we got, you know, on lockdown, and it's just like we're hanging out with the cats. It's been a blast. So yeah, Sean has two cats as well. You have any pets, Henry? No, I buy cat, cats over dogs for me. Um, nice, has, interesting. Yeah, I used to, yeah. I used, to have, I used to have kittens and stuff, but yeah, I was like, I like cats. They are so chill. I love it. Love it. And I never, never would have dreamed I'd have cats, and now I love them. They're awesome. Anyway, uh, back to business. Back to business here. Um, oh yeah, I was going to ask about the stadium, right? Yeah. So what's the? Uh, so yeah, what's what's the what's the status update on the stadium? It's not not massive. We're still three to four years. Um, we're in the detailed planning stage um, of the the main stadium, uh, but the the thing that's happening most soon or soonest or soon is um the, the, our own training ground so we're beginning work on that this year um which is on the same site it's on it's on the eco park site on the other side of uh the bypass so yeah that's exciting um and we hope to be in there by not next season but the season after so that will be like the first spade in the ground i guess of eco park that's awesome i can't wait also i just decided i should should have been doing this full time but i'm going to mute myself whenever i'm not speaking because these damn sirens in the background so i gotta make sure that i keep remembering to do that uh, anyway that's right yeah. always learning we're, we're complete <laughs> amateurs on this we're teaching ourselves stuff every day i think long term we have all the growth potential you know it seems like we have the international support we have the international sponsor or, sorry partnerships 
not sponsors. Uh, we, we've got a message that's going to win in the long term, the green message, the vegan wet message. That message is becoming more and more popular and it's going to just, I mean, I think it's going to grow exponentially. Um, so I, I feel like we have all the growth potential uh, to become a big club. Is, is that a fair assessment? And is that the strategy? I think that's spot on. Um, that's what attracts me to to be employed, I guess, for the first time is that I saw this vision that Dale had like made reality, and I just knew that commercially um, it could be huge. Like, there's there's no sort of end in it. We're you know yeah. we're ten years we're, we're ten years ahead in a lot of stuff. So as long as we continue to stay ten years ahead and continue to innovate, then yeah, in terms of the brand and the financial clout that we can provide. If we keep going in the right direction, yeah, the, it's, the, the potential is endless um, for, for a current League Two club based in, on top of a hill in a village. Um, you take that out okay. of it, yeah, we, we could be a superpower in that sense. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, uh, another question about the stadium. <laughs> Silly one. But why do all the drawings of the stadium show like it half empty? Like every drawing I see, there's like... <laughs> it's only so half full. Where are those stands? We're ahead of our time, social distance. Um, <laughs> when they were drawn like five, six years ago, probably even longer. Um, uh, no, I, um, I don't know. Um, it's, it's, not, it's, it's a good question because I never thought of it, but I'll find out. Have you seen it yeah. though? Do you well, know what I'm talking about? I don't think I looked at it that closely. I think I was... Um, right. but, yeah. Look at Eco Park the next, the next time you get. Go on the website, look. Especially yeah. like... I get it when there's like one scene where it's like, oh, fans are walking into the stadium. Okay, yeah. I get it, fans are running. But yeah. there's another picture that depicts live <laughs> match action. Yeah, <laughs> it's half full. Where is everybody? Yeah, we gotta be more ambitious than that. Let's well, go. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Our, our our spin on it was that half the stadium was getting the delicious vegan food at concessions. So while half right. is going, everyone are trying to get in line to make sure they don't miss out. That's yeah, or, right. yeah, that's got to be it. I think I'll, I'll I'll check, but I'm pretty sure that would make sense. <laughs> uh, all right, so so we actually have a friend here in New York City. We we met through this uh, process of well through the podcast, through actually really through the podcast we met him because uh, he had a friend who was a listener. He reached out. He's like, oh, you got to talk to my buddy. He lives in New York City. Anyway, he's a lifelong Four Screen Rovers fan. Uh, he's originally from a village like right outside Stroud. He moved here to New York a few years ago. Um, and anyway, he he wants Four Screen to stay in Four Screen, and we know there are a lot of fans who have those similar similar feelings uh so I, I guess like how do you both respect tradition respect these like long-term fans while still being very ambitious about about growing in the club i think it's a, it, it, it's obviously a tough one in, in that sense because i get people like keep forest green in forest green um but there are real limitations on where we are um like you know you'll see when you come to us it is it's madness trying to trying to get there on a match day and if you go up through the leagues it would almost be become impossible because mm. like one way there there's like a single track road um the other way you come up a hill there's no parking you know and if not you've got to park down the bottom of Nailsworth worth and uh, Nailsworth and try and find parking there is impossible then you've got to walk up a hill um and it is some hill um <laughs> so yeah in, in, I, I i get i get the question i get like people's opinion on it um but we've got this opportunity to move to like the perfect spot it's right on the motorway um and yeah it's gonna it, it, it will just take us forward and it will give us so many not only commercial opportunities but in terms of like the pr it'll put stroud on the map as well um mm. although stroud's recently been named the most uh, beautiful place to live yeah. in the uk yeah. um 
So That's what our friend yeah. told us. Our, our friend told us. Yeah, uh, the same guy we're just talking about. He just sent us that article a few days <laughs> yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was um, that was, it was really good for them. Um, but yeah, it's I completely get it. But I think if we, if we want to progress, we want to play championship football. We want to welcome these massive clubs. Um, we, we, yeah, we need to we need to move. Nice. Okay. So speaking of the championship, when Dale talks about it, he's just he's so confident. It's it's happening. It's like there's no if. It's happening. Um, and I, I think I've heard you kind of like echo those sentiments, like in that, in that confidence, like it's done. No, it's happening. We are we're going to be in the championship at some point. So I wonder if could you outline like the the overarching strategy to make that happen as much as you can say without you know giving away any proprietary you know trade secrets. I'd say that we just keep doing what we're doing. We keep growing. Um, we're growing year on year. We doubled things. We trebled things. If you know we can't keep going at that rate, but if we keep going in the right direction that the way i see it is my job at the club is to fund the playing side so the more big partnerships the more tickets we sell the more streaming the more retail the more events um, the more pr that then brings in the cash which then gives rich and co um the chance to go and invest in you know, better players better facilities so yeah I, I don't think there's necessarily a really smart one liner that I can give you that says we're gonna get the championship but like i completely like i said i echo dell itself tell them we will get there um, it will. It might be in three years. It might be in five. It might be whatever. So yeah, it's going to happen. Love that confidence. Love that attitude. So excited. And, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Let's it gets it. into us even across the pond. We get that yeah. like diffusion of the excitement and optimism. So. Yeah, even now, like you know, when uh, you know spirits are a little bit down right now uh, uh, with recent results. Although this pod's going to come out not this coming week, but the week after. So maybe by then things will be. You know, the ship will be righted. We'll be back in yeah. automatic. But in any case. Um, you know, I feel, like got, things are... I feel like I've got the tough spot here. If we if, if we don't get a result on Saturday, then, my, then this pod comes out. Your 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 viewership. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do you do you, you are in a tough spot. But no, I feel so. I, I guess my point is like, uh, even though we're all feeling a little bit down right now in the short term, I I feel so like good about the future. I feel so confident in this in this team that we have this leadership team that we have at forest green that you're a part of you play a big part of actually to to drive us forward to continue the growth and continue our path up up the league so i feel good even if we you know in the short term we're feeling a little down i'm feeling good long term so how has uh international support and local support grown over the years do you have like do you have any data on that like do you have exact numbers showing like i think um, locally, the big growth curve happened before I joined, um, mm. and it was sort of during Dale's time. I think it's gone from 500 and 700 fans, obviously up to I think we're at average now of about 2,700, 2,800. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, five, six times in terms of growth, um, depending on which number you take. Um, internationally is where the big spike's been um, because the world's becoming more conscious of sustainability and the environment. Um, it's gone from being sort of like trendy or a fad to being a real lifestyle choice and people realizing how important it is. So, um, yeah, the international in my time in the last two years has you know, grown immensely to the point that we, we, we believe we've got about 120 international fan clubs, which we're sort of going through at the moment. Um, locally, it's locally it's just a very loyal fan base. Um, and yeah, it's growing, but it's not growing in the same proportion. So. Uh, actually, kind of on that note, uh, could you tell us about some of the initiatives that you're working on to, to grow the fan base, to engage the existing fan base? There's always stuff going on at Forest Green. Loads of initiatives, loads of like ideas that um, we're trying to make happen pretty quickly. Um, we've got FGR TV, um, which we're 
waiting until we can start filming properly, but we've got a really exciting lineup for that. You've seen a teaser, and actually, you guys are involved. Remember, yeah, you, we were you, in the teaser. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You were in the teaser. Um, <laughs> and um, then we've got the International Fan Club um, uh, Fan Brigade Initiative, which we've been trying to do for two plus years, but just resource and time. So we've got a dedicated um, couple of people working on that, and we hope to sort of start announcing all these fan clubs. And I saw FGR America. Uh, through our oh. mutual friend Jim, yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we think we've got about 100, 120 fan, uh, fan brigades across the, across the world, and wow. we'll, we'll ratify that, and we'll, we'll do some really okay. cool stuff with them. But yeah, there's loads of stuff going on. That's awesome. I mentioned this to Dale, and uh, I, I just want to follow up on it. What about TikTok? I feel like TikTok would be a great place to attract a new, younger yeah. uh, fan. I think I'll have a chat with Noah uh, because he's he's probably about their age. Um, so I think, um, <laughs> yeah, I've never used it. I, I know it's like a big thing um, and maybe it's like the next Instagram. So, yeah, it's definitely something we should be doing because um, we're big on like, um, like you know, get, getting the younger fans in. We give free tickets to under 11s. We give free shirts to year threes every year um, as part of our community initiative. So, um, yeah, it's a good shout. We'll get on it. Um, then we'll ask cool. you guys to suggest the content. I <laughs> love it. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll be there sure for you. you. Yeah, you pick the best dancers. That's a key part to TikTok. <laughs> uh, you have some moves. <laughs> all right. What, well, um, so I just want to submit. I don't even actually, this isn't even a question. I just want to formally submit a ticket uh, for the tech team. <laughs> So I don't know if you're aware of this, Henry, but we got to use our platform too. Uh, to, to yeah, yeah, ticket. go on. So uh, <laughs> a lot of times when you're trying to watch the stream, it doesn't work unless you log out and then log back in. Are you aware of that? No, I haven't heard that one. I've heard a lot of um, like feedback on the stream, good and bad, mostly good actually, mm. surprising what a big uh, machine it is. Um, but no, I no. So what, what do you mean? Sometimes I don't know why, and I don't. There's no like rhyme or reason to it. But sometimes when you like go in, you're already logged in. You go in, you hit watch, and then it says like you got to buy the stream, and you're like, what? No, I already bought the stream. As soon as you log out and log back in, problem fixed. It's 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 easy for like once we figure it out, it's fine. But I know a few fans who like bought second streams, third streams until yeah. they, like, they, yeah. they figured it out. Anyway, I think they got their money back or whatever. Yeah, they reached that's out, not but... part of our plan, by the way. Um, <laughs> so I was going to uh, say, clever business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, 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 we also have ethics at the heart of what we do. I think, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I consider it a ticket mentally raised. All right. Ticket submitted. Um, yeah. All right. Last last question here, Henry. Last question. Uh, hopefully, I mean, you know, we, we think you've been doing outstanding work for the club. We hope that uh, you're with us for a long time. As apparently you say in the UK, long may it continue. Uh, but we, we have a question for you. What, whenever you leave the club, whenever that is, or retire or whatever, how do you want to be remembered by the club, by the fans, by the, by the players, by everyone you, you interacted with? I never really thought about it. Um, I, I never really thought about it. I think I, I live for what I do. Um, I think from leaving school, I left school with a chip on my shoulder and I had to prove myself in, in some way. Um, and yeah, I've just always been focused on work the, and work and life to me just like come as one. So, um, how people choose to remember me is up to them. It can be good. It can be bad. It can be somewhere in between. <laughs> I wish I could give right. you a, a, I wish I'd give you a softer answer, but, um, <laughs> yeah, oh. no, they, you're giving us a genuine answer. Yeah. And I think, I think, yeah. And I think people are going to very, be very, you know, 
I think people are going to remember you in this era very fondly because it does seem like this is the this is the time of massive growth. It's a time of a lot of positive change. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think this is going to be, a, you know, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, people are going to look back at this time and be like, wow, that was like, well, there, you know, there's so many giant moments in FGR history. And I think we're in the middle of one of them right now. Um, yeah, yeah, and here's why I think show? that was a great answer, too. I think it was a great answer, Henry, because you're focused on the work. You know, yeah, it's not just right. that PR image. It's not like this greenwashing sort of thing. You're in the work, you're growing the club. And that's the most kind of, um, you know, heartening thing to me is like everyone there, you know, they're a family, but they're a family that's pulling together for to grow this club. So I think when, when it's all said and done, the work will speak for itself. And we're just excited to be uh, along for this ride. Yeah, no, I think that's a good way to put it. I think when I turned up at the club, I, I realized that first and foremost, like everyone there is a good person and they want the best for the club. Um, it was just, yeah. So I think I think first and foremost, everyone's got the club at uh, the center of what they do. Um, like fans, first and foremost, experience, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, everyone's pulling in the right direction. And um, I think you're right. I think we're, we're on the cusp of something really cool. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, Henry, we'll wrap it up there. I got to get out of this stupid blazer, man. It's like surprisingly <laughs> hot here in New York. Honestly, it's work more often. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I will. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I got to. Yeah. We I'll can't, we can't even have the CEOs of our own podcast. That's, that's, what <laughs> that's we're right. Yeah, right that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Henry Stalins, man, so great to chat with you. Just a pleasure to meet you. Hoping we can meet in person in Nailsworth sometime very soon. I'm hoping for August. Sean's not as optimistic. We'll see. But anyway, you can follow Henry on Twitter at Harry, sorry, at, at Henry Stalens, um, on Instagram at Henry Stalens. Uh, Henry, man, pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for, for hanging out with us today. No, I really enjoyed it and um, really appreciate what you guys do for the club. Like, it's, um, it's really cool. And I think everyone's sort of like a, a, a I know everyone I speak to listens. Um, so it's really cool that you've sort of um, stimulated that. Oh man, appreciate it. We're just yeah. having fun, man. It's 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 such a great football family. That's what we found. Like everyone at FGR is like so warm, so open, so like hospitable, generous. Yeah, yeah, so generous. Everybody, like the pl the players to the you know the ownership to everybody. Like everybody has been so cool with us. The fans, you yeah. know, we we didn't know how we'd be received by the fans since we're like yeah. these outsiders, brand new plastic right. fans <laughs> potentially yeah the only one that's the only one that's uh stonewalled us so far is mobot we cannot get mobot on the show. honestly he's, he's a moody um, yeah. <laughs> yeah he sort of does he, does, he literally does his own thing so we were actually gonna do a mobile episode uh because jamma i think we had jamma on and then we had to like move we had to bump jamma a week for some or he no he bumped us we didn't bump him he bumped us a week and so we we're gonna do the mobile i forget what happened there but i have the graphics all made so you know how i do like these graphics of like the, yeah, yeah. Seen the, the players yeah. So I had yeah. one made for Mobot that looked all serious and stuff and like had the Mobot in action mowing. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, we we couldn't get it done, but it's going to happen. We're going to do a Mobot episode in one of these. It's, uh, it, honestly, it's, it's, it's going to be high quality content. I'm not sure how you're going to make it make it work, but... Um, <laughs> we got I'll, a plan. We won't reveal it, but we have a plan. Okay, <laughs> sweet. I look forward to it. <laughs> Henry Stalins, man. Awesome dude. Awesome guy. Great to learn a little bit about the man and also more about our club and really get a sense of uh, where we are as an organization. Absolutely. And um, yeah, also interesting to hear that Ash Leverage might be a character in the next Julie Cooper novel.
<laughs> there you go. There you go. You we know, got a car ride to remember. So. <laughs> a car ride to remember. We got to ask Ash about that. But oh my God, Henry, man, we can't thank you enough. That was awesome. Thank you for, for well, first of all, just for hanging out with a couple of dummies like us. <laughs> yeah. uh, in our suit jackets, by the way, I forgot to mention, we wear suit jackets throughout the whole interview. Yeah, I'm sure we'll drop um, a few video clips just before. But uh... but yeah, so so generous of him to, to hang out with us uh, and offer his time and also be so candid with us, especially about, you know, all the financial questions. Awesome, awesome chat. Uh, that's what makes four screen rovers different. Also, I just want to say one thing else about our Henry chat. I mean, it just—it's just so cool. This also shows you what a different club Forest Green Rovers is. Like that, the CEO is willing to come on this stupid pod with these two dumb American fans and just be so kind, so gracious with his time, so candid uh, with us and with all the fans about what's going on behind the scenes. That's the Forest Green Rovers difference. That's also—that's the League Two difference. I mean, that's—that's—that's that's, that's what being a community club is all about communicating, being transparent with your fans and letting them also inform your decisions. Absolutely. Um, and I think that was some of the pushback what we were seeing so much with this uh, Euro Super League business is I think the feeling of fans and quote-unquote legacy fans who, let's be real, that they're intergenerational fans, right? And it's like we're all of a sudden expendable, like you don't care about us, you're thinking just about, you know, completely ramping up profit margins. That's not to say that clubs shouldn't earn money and there shouldn't be, it's an entertainment, it's a sport, right? Mm -hmm. But that shouldn't be the only thing, right? You need integrity. And I don't know, it's just been nice to see that in our experiences with folks we've interacted with the club, you know? Um, The integrity of showing up for a couple of fools like us for taking the yeah. time to chat with us, you know, fielding our questions. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I especially this weekend, um, I think I felt it at its strongest, that it was such a wise decision to start following Forest Green Rovers. Um, yes. Way back in the halcyon days of November 2020. But, <laughs> uh, no, but it's just, you know, like I feel vindicated in that. And just the more I learn yeah. about the club, the more we interact with people, you know, uh, the, the bigger fan I become. Oh, that's a great point. And I totally agree. Like, this is, I'm so proud to be a Forest Green Rovers fan. And I, and I, I have been for a while. But, like, I don't know. Th- this is just another thing that, like, reinforces, like, what a what a special club this is. Um, and, yeah, I'm just so, I'm just happy to be a part of it. And, 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 and so thankful and grateful to all the, the existing community who have just welcomed us with open arms, who have been so kind and warm to us. Um, and, 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 and any and new fans our, you know, who are listening. Too. That's our pitch. The to new people that are here that are disaffected yeah. are unhappy. Maybe you're alienated by your big club. Forest Green Rovers is just such a community of good people that um, you know it's just gonna keep drawing you in. So that's that basically what we're saying now is our endorsement. Uh, we couldn't you know endorse it higher. Maybe not the best usage to use on 420. I couldn't endorse it higher at this moment. <laughs> Let's go. So Henry man, thank you so much for hanging out with us. That was just awesome really appreciate you cannot wait to meet you when we uh when we come to the uk mate when we come to bath you're gonna show us around bath with all the old people <laughs> anyway it's gonna be it, it awesome to chat with you we'll bring our own towels don't worry bring our own towels uh, so so great meeting you man uh appreciate you hanging out with us spending the time um all right shimmy we should close out there any any closing thoughts 
Uh, no, man. Just like what a what a topsy turvy world, <laughs> and what a, you know what a beautiful yet complicated game. But yeah. you know, with the past two results, all right. You know, it's not they're not perfect results, but they're earned results. You know, it's what we earned, mm-hmm. and I'm just happy to be a Forest Green Rover. So up the vegan rovers, we are FGR. Amen. Up the vegan rovers, we are FGR. So proud of these boys. So proud to be a part of this community. And Shimmy. You know we gotta raise, raise, raise hail, praise, praise, Dale. Dale. Dale, yeah, baby. Take us home big time. Tommy, thank you everybody for listening. Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? I just want a picture of a goddamn hot dog.